This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to PrettyLitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to the Raw Preview. I'm Michael Hamford from What Culture and I'm joined by Michael Sidgwick from What Culture to discuss everything that could happen on tonight's edition of Monday Night Raw. But first, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure to subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. Where we not only preview and review Monday Night Raw, but also Friday Night Smackdown, the show formerly known as NXT 2.0. AEW Dynamite, AEW Collision, we've got pay-per-views, premium live events, hold wrestler interviews, have round table discussions and have a round of the week complete with a bloody good quiz of course on wrestle culture Sidge, it's monday we've had really engaged debate and discussion on collision the debut edition which we would love to hear people's feedback on as well did you tweet it i did i did i haven't tweeted smackdown yet i guess that you know people like the bloodline big deal we know that we've heard that for, for absolutely ages but we had a very sort of uh, we had shared enthusiasm for the bloodline. It was rare that we have shared enthusiasm for WWE. So let's keep that going with Raw. Hey? Yeah. I don't know, you're an oaf. I just broke something. But it's because I'm excited. I'm really excited. No, you're not. I am. It's, well, it's, it's the Fed. Okay. It's dub dub E. No, I'm not really, but I am excited about Logan Paul. Genuinely, uh, you know, beyond the sort of hype, like sort of, I was going to say hyperbole, but it's not really that. Beyond the uh, praise that I think his work warranted, you had to be careful of it, like, falling into that Shane McMahon trap. Remember that he doesn't need to be out on the road all the time. Yes. He doesn't need to take all the bumps so he can risk it all in three or four special performances a year. However, I think the difference with Logan Paul is that he brought a star quality that Shane McMahon never had. Yes. Shane McMahon did all that to try and gain the star power and gain the credibility and indeed steal it from others around him because nobody was going to tell him not to because he was dad's kid. Yes. Logan Paul has come in and might not have earned the spot in the traditional sense, but has absolutely done it in the non-traditional sense. I think he's proven quite valuable when he's Mm -hmm. on screen. We've got Money in the Bank in London in two weeks, and there's other matches on the show that feed into that. And, of course, we've got SummerSlam in Detroit, in the Motor City. Um, He's also... Goated logo, by the way. It is a goated logo, isn't it? He's near his hometown. They're in Cleveland, Ohio tonight. What's, uh, What's Logan Paul's agenda? Well, I was trying to think about what he could do. I think Money in the Bank, unironically, is pretty stacked mm-hmm. in terms of like high quality matches, Have interesting we ever said stuff. Ironically? What? Have we ever said stacked ironically in these arms? No, I don't think so. Um, so what have we got? The two Money in the Bank matches, mm-hmm. Balor and Seth. Yep. Bloodline Civil War. Mm-hmm. There'll be a women's match. Uh, triple threat mooted. Yep. Uh, no, uh, no, that's going to be the night before on SmackDown. Right. So they will leave that off. But there's every chance they get to Gunther and Matt Riddle. Yes, they more could Riddle do that. stuff tonight. So yeah. it's, it's a pretty great card. So I don't think you'll do a singles match, I don't think. But you could be in Money in the Bank. And I'm basing this on the fact that they could advance the Ricochet Logan Paul stuff. That kind of... They teased... At the Royal Rumble when they did that ridiculous oh, yeah. spot. That was very entertaining, but stupid. Mm-hmm. But I don't care because it was that exhilarating. They could weave, and this is weird. Imagine having Logan Paul and his reach and his potential ability to draw in new viewers. And they could put him in a program in which um, Bronson Reed is currently <laughs> performing. Jesus. The Bronson Reed, Shinsuke Nakamura, Ricochet. Vortex. Yasma, Vortex. <laughs> So maybe that's well below Paul's um, status. So I don't really know. He was a baby face that they kind of want to get over that he could lose to because that's kind of what he does. No, well, because you've made me think there. The money in the bank thing is obviously ideal. 
because he's not, there's no spare spaces. So it's quite a cool thing if he's like, I've called in some favours and they've opened up a space just for me. It's very in keeping with his character to not have had to qualify. Oh, Oh, yeah. But looking at the match, I don't know. I don't see. So I'll go through the people in the Money in the Bank ladder match and we can kind of chalk them off one by one. Ricochet, you would repeat the spot. Yes, you off should, ladders this time. Well, I would say put a ladder in the middle and have them springboard from either side and land on the ladder. Okay, well, that's it. That's what we'll do. And then we're going to climb it more. So there's that. How many people are in it? Just six. Uh, six currently. They've gotten an eight before. They have. But have you ever done a nine yet? I think they did once. I can't, like, I don't know the year off the top of my head, but I feel like once they're just like, they're bloody keeping going it. Yeah. But there's no, it's set on six. There's no um, last chance Battle Royals mooted or anything. So who's the six? So the six we've got a ricochet. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, L.A. Knight, Santos Escobar, Butch, and Damian Priest. So what's Bronson Reed doing? Well, just getting in some bother, isn't he? Because he's got now else going on. Yeah. So he's like, this three-way feud, as you point out, which is just dreadful. Um, it's a great thing about the five-star review. We leave us a review, and then we can sometimes skip this program. Because it's been really drab. But it appears to me that Reed might try and injure Nakamura out of the match to get himself in. Yeah. But that doesn't make him the name that you can picture in a singles match with Logan Paul. Is it Ricochet? Is this it? Like, let's say Logan Paul and Ricochet are so incredible and dazzling that they rule each other out of this match, freeing the path for Elliot Knight, let's say. Is that then the justification for a singles match? Is this the next... Is it a step too far down the ladder for Logan Paul to fight Ricochet because of the... the yes, I'm only just vaguely, dimly remembering something that happened once. And, well, I'm not yeah. campaigning for it. I don't necessarily think it's a good idea. I just don't know where else he slots in. Vaguely, dimly, you remember what happened once. That sounds like a Twitter thread to me. Yes. Uh, I just, like, I can't see anyone else in this match other than LA Knight being an opponent of, like, reasonable status. Well, this Paul. is the thing. When you preview an episode of Raw and you are told, oh, a Logan Paul is going to be on it, you then look at the roster, and that's a pretty good indication of who's where, who isn't where they should be. And it's the majority of them. Yeah. Because when you look at that and think, right, okay, well, Logan Paul's coming in. He's not coming in, presumably, just to sell something. He's a part-time wrestler now. He'll have something to do. Who does he work? And then you say, well, he needs to work with a star of some description because he's done The Miz, Roman and Rollins. And then you think, well, who else is there? And then, the answer is no one is on his level. Obviously, the the idea, I guess, when you get a Logan Paul is to propel someone to his level or to use him to get them to level up. But I don't even know who is so well liked in that organization or like nearly on the cusp of really being over that he could give them the rub and get paid to do it. Like, who who is there? I got an idea. Okay, I right. got an idea. I got an idea. Uh, a, because it's something for SummerSlam, but also because it gives me a segue on this podcast. Could he uh, say that he's going to win money in the bank and he's called in a favour with the office because they love him and Prime have paid for him to fly all the way to London, Ingerland to be in money in the bank where he intends to win. So is he mooted for London? It's been discussed. Yeah. Like, you see, I, but it's rumour mill stuff and he's coming back on Raw right now. So it's reasonable to discuss that he's going to work money in the bank. Uh, and he says, yeah, I'm in the ladder match. Well, is it just because he's local? Oh. He might do... Uh... Yeah, he's just... Like when The Rock would be, uh, finally The Rock has come back. Home. Yes. And get the big look. Yeah, maybe. But let's say he works money in the bank and he doesn't win, but you get the impulsive. Just do a live impulsive. From Big Ben. Did you know the big. Because he's from Ohio, isn't he? Oh, yeah. You mean, I thought you meant like he takes impulsive TV over to England. Oh, no, no. no, I think that's. I'm just saying that might be the only reason why he's on Raw. Just because he lives near the building. This program is so dull. So he gets uh, money in the bank qualification, but he doesn't win. But there's a big spectacular moment. And uh, and he's like, I was desperate to win Money in the Bank because WrestleMania happened, and Seth, I know I can beat you for that toy, that yeah. trinket you got round your waist. I know I can beat you. I could have beat you then. Just stupid prime bottle stuff got in the way. Got in my own head a bit, but I know I can beat you. Um, and that's why I wanted to win Money in the Bank. And then Seth dances out. It's kind of like a Batman villain. That I can't quite summon the name. The of. Joker, baby. And he's like, uh, I've had a vision because I'm the visionary. It's like, you want a title shot? You should have just asked. And then there's a SummerSlam match. It's Seth versus Logan for a bail this time. Round two. Or you could answer the open challenge. Ultimately, I don't care. Tell you what, though. That was going to be my segue, but yeah, let's carry on with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I've made the mistake of getting primed for my son. Yeah. Who, because it's the talk of the school because uh-huh. it's been very effectively marketed. I noped my youngest on that front. Really? And I felt bad when you got yours. I was like, oh, should I just said yes? Yeah. Like, I should have got in America because it was cheaper. It was much cheaper than his over here. And I sold him it as a big, great gift from Las Vegas. Has he had the grape? He's had the, he loves the grape's the best one I've had so far. And it's not available here, is it, easily? No. But so he takes it into school as his new water bottle, yeah. so he can say, "I had grape, you know." I had the purple prime. Have you I've not? Had the purple Loses. prime. Loses. So I originally, God bless his heart, Willborn, because I was telling him about this. Got him. He found prime at a service station. Yeah, and he asked, oh, "Thank you." So did James the Solid got him some prime. Then went to Vegas and got him three primes because it's really cheap in America and it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. And because there was a new flavor that James had always said that's the one he fancied, I found that at a petrol station in Hebben. And I got him that and then went to, and out for Father's Day yesterday, a nice day was had, and uh, in Monument Metro, the news agent there, it's like, we sell Prime. Yeah. And you're going to pay through the nose for it. Five quid. <laughs> Lemonade Prime, the yellow bottle of Prime, is at £12. What? It's like, James, you're never going to drink this drink anymore. And I resent Logan Paul for marketing it so effectively to kids that it's a status symbol. Mm-hmm. When I was younger, you'd get like Jolly Ranchers and Reason Chocolate Chews. Yep. And that was like, oh, they're, they're the new sweets. If and the brief have, you came out and Dairy Milk, you loser. Yep. It's Reason Chocolate Chews. It's from the States, idiot. Yeah. And that was like not that expensive. Because I call it the States. Yeah, it was more expensive than like a Galaxy, but yeah. it wasn't 12 quid for a bottle of freaking <laughs> Prime. I had a flashback to... um. Uh, Childhood fads of our age. You might remember this. I was watching um, Top of the Pops, as I'm wont to do, on a Friday night. And the Power Rangers were in the charts. And I was... Suddenly a memory came flooding back to me of being in a night force, of being nine, and quite resenting Power Rangers crack in the playground and people bringing in Power Rangers toys and Power Rangers being in the charts. Because it had taken me, like, a year and a half to spot that nobody liked wrestling anymore. Yes. And I remember resenting Power Rangers and they were like why aren't you watching wrestling? Like, the Power Rangers are stupid. And it was like, it was basically WWF, Power Rangers and WCW fighting for what's the worst thing. Like, nobody, yeah. nobody talks about wrestling anymore. And I hadn't noticed, like, and this is like Christmas 1994, the Power Rangers come out. It doesn't stand a chance at Christmas number one because E17 are there with Stay Another Day. Mariah Carey's there with All I Want for Christmas is You. It's not going to make it. But nonetheless, it does well. It charts well. Power Rangers were goaded temporarily, weren't they? Oh, people I loved think. it. I was a bit old for it, but people love it. Same. Because I was still watching Bret Hart and Bob Backlund, and nobody else was. Well, I had a thing about this as well. You know how, like, most of your tastes, or, like, your, your psychological complexion, rather, is made up of, like, stuff that happened in your childhood. Yeah. And it can very... You have to be really careful as a parent, because it can truly determine how your child turns out. I'm going to have to basically pretend not to be anxious in front of my son anymore because mm. I've noticed I'm trying, I'm passing that down like unwittingly and he gets like worried about things. I'm like, James, stop it. Be a more optimistic, bright-eyed, blue-eyed boy and all the rest of it. And uh, so I remember Liam Doherty, I think his name was, a lad from primary school who I used to be friends with. But we had a big conversation in the play. When did you know wrestling was fake? When did you know wrestling was fake? Mm. And I was like, well, jury's out on that. <laughs> because Bret Hart, who I still watch, he punches people. Yeah. I mean, he stamps the canvas, but he's, he's connecting. It's, it's not that fake. Still, still good. It's still good. And he said, I know it's fake because isn't it funny how the matches always end on time? And that was just his first epiphany. Good admin. For a kid. Yeah, yeah. His first epiphany of, oh, it must be fake because everything ends on time. The matches, like, you never just go, all right, well, this match went 30 minutes and we didn't have enough time for it on the show. It almost just neatly ends when the show ends. Has this shaped my very pedantic, <laughs> all the time should be allocated for, with, like, time limits and advance... Um, announced in advance, and you've got enough TV time to allocate to every segment on AEW, and that's why it's goaded. That's why it's goaded, Doherty. Can you imagine? Because like, it makes AEW more real, actually. Is that why I'm such a pedantic to that? Because I was very defensive yeah. about wrestling and why it was should be... Uh, Can you imagine somebody... like Stuck with me that forever. Seven or eight years old, which I'm going to guess is around that sort of chat, which is quite a deep pull for... What was his name? Doherty. Doherty. Liam Doherty. Like, we'll shout him out, but I don't want to put him over too much because that's too good a take and he could take our jobs on this yes. podcast. But, like, hypothetically, that, that conversation takes place between two seven or eight-year-olds around, like, 2005, 2006, and one says to the other, like, 
what was going to happen? What was the main event of this role? I know. <laughs> like, what was going to go on this show? Like, what do you mean? Well, there was no announcement, was there? Because they kind of did it on a clipboard at the start. Like, shut up. Shut up, it's real. Shut up, RVD. Oh. Shut up, it's real. If it was if it was fake, right? Yeah. Why would Triple H put someone in an Indian deathlock for five minutes? <laughs> if it was fake and he could work it to make it entertaining and exhilarating and then spectacular, why would Triple H uh, be lying there in an Indian deathlock for five minutes? So that sounds boring because you can work it, you know, Paul. It's super painful, Paul. <laughs> why would Paul, so Paul's obviously doing that because it's really trying to hurt his opponent. He's not trying to entertain me. Yeah, if Triple H is trying to entertain me in this worked context of pro wrestling, that's meant to be exciting. He wouldn't be sat in Indian Deathlock five good, minutes. So, so it's true. E. I'm right, and that's why you don't watch anymore. What do you mean you're not coming over? Like, <laughs> like rolls on SmackDown Defense Squad. So I like say, what do you mean it can't be real? If you say, hoorah, hoorah, misses on Tatanka's back. Shut up. Yeah, it's still good. It's still good. I so I was watching the Power Rangers thing, and they'd hit the charts, and I was like. Uh, it's like, yeah, I remember when like Slam Jam was in the charts, charts on Pop, Top of Pops 92. That was that was better. That was like, better. Like clips of Wembley, 80,000 people in the stadium, and it was like, Christ, Power Power Rangers breaking big in the UK, and SummerSlam 92 was two years apart. Yes. There was probably several fads that replaced wrestling long before them. Friggin' I, Biker Mice from Mars. Like, I remember wanting to pick a wrestling figure out, and the wrestling figure was like, like section in the toy shop was one line in size. Yeah. Compared to like Biker Mice from Mars and Power Rangers and VR Troopers. It's like, where's my thing gone? No. It's like three Ludwig Borgers and he's not wrestled for the company in a year and a half. And I had to mail order some action figures. Yeah. Because they just weren't... Stopped appearing in the toy shop, yeah. didn't they? Couldn't get them. And you never put two and two together. You were like... It's the toy shops that are wrong. You're, yes. allowed, you're allowed to think like that when you're a kid. Yeah. Like, and we would go to car boot sales, and they'd all turn up there, and I never thought, people don't want these. I was just like, yes, car boot sales is where I get wrestling stuff, because people just don't care <laughs> yeah, about the wrestling no, things get anymore. Rid of it. Yeah. Uh, mail orders, oh, they've got all the best ones here. It's all, it's all the premium ones. <laughs> That's why they're like, the colours are brighter. Yeah. El Matador's green tights. Yeah, like, yeah. They, they weren't like sun damaged, because they'd been on the shelf for two years. Because Elmar Dorr hadn't worked in WWE for three. Like, oh, it's just brighter colours. It's better. Yeah. These are the extra special ones. Mm-hmm. Mom, can I get them? If you shut up, then... <laughs> if you shut your mouth, then yes, you can. Imagine if your parents, like, knew enough of the product. Michael, uh, why do all your figures look like WrestleMania 8? It's 1995. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't know. He's going to come back, then. Who's that figure? It's the Ultimate Warrior. I've seen him on the telly. That's not the Ultimate Warrior. And that is like the, just the height of the naivety. That's, that's the tip of the iceberg of naivety. Like, where, where's Marty Jannetty gone, ma'am? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. She didn't know. No. Yeah. Oh, he's been arrested multiple times. He's in trouble again. Yeah. But where's where's Jannetty gone? I was used to have the, Where did they go? I, they just never would tell you where they go. Yeah. They'd, they'd just be gone. Like, oh, oh, well. I didn't go, oh, well. I was like, well, it broke my heart. Where's Jannetty? For a bit. Man, we're in Whitley Bay. Where's Jeanette? Where's the sign? <laughs> and it was like, that was again. Oh, he's off his nut again. Sorry, Michael. <laughs> Thanks, ma'am. Sorry. I thought the cop was a prostitute. <laughs> and the replacement's like, you didn't know that we were the, exactly the right age in this respect. Because you didn't notice until maybe like Power Slam or the internet, depending on what your introduction was. That told you how poor the replacements was. You never thought to yourself, like, I, I'm not, like, a massive lover of the Nasty Boys, for example. Let's just take the Nasty Boys, like... Oh, On screen, I am. Where are the Nasty Boys gone? Oh, well, they've just disappeared. Oh, there's nothing wrong with well done. They're a perfectly simple yeah, yeah. replacement. They weren't. But, like, you didn't quite notice just yeah. enough at the time to realise where have all the good ones gone. Like, I had to say the Steiners. Like, why would... Why, where have they gone now? Yeah. They're all going. Yeah. Where are the Steiners? Do you know one of mine? A weird one, right? And, it, like, it was only when I was like, why do I know that face? And then I realised, I was a bit pissed off that, like, Sione just came in instead of Samu and everybody was fine about it. And then it was like, and they're making Fatu wear boots. This is Sione's fault. Yeah. I'm like, wait a second, that's Barbarian off Survivor Series 1989. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. Sione? We're, we're all just fine with this. Captain Lou and Afra are just like, oh, we've met Sione. And Fatu's not gone. No, I know that's Barbarian. Yeah. Like, but then you were just like, yeah, but... Anyway, the Fed's on. Look at the fireworks. Look at Diesel's pyro. Everything is fine. It's great. <sighs> now I've got to go with this. Let's pivot to, um, <laughs> yeah, from that, the business in the bin, to the World Heavyweight Championship Open Challenge. Oh, God. Seth Rollins is defending the world. Look, I don't think this is that bad. Seth Rollins is defending the World Heavyweight Championship tonight. Ahead of 
defending against Brom Breaker tomorrow and Finn Balor at Money in the Bank. So uh, the challenger could really mess things up. Oh, it really could. It could be a real disruptor. Could be another. The thing is, though, like, it will still be a goated three and three quarter star TV match. You better believe it. I've given you two candidates here um, because I think it's one. I literally couldn't think of another. The Miz is going to be pretty much at home, and JD McDonough could be deployed by Finn Balor, not to win, but to soften up Seth. And there's almost I logic to that. Pain. There's almost logic to that, isn't there? Because take some pain, take some pain. I don't know what the yeah. difference is. I've, I've not assembled a winning record yet, but I've assembled my fair share of broken bones. Right then, Finn's like, I like the cut of your jib. Yeah, I, <laughs> I like the cut. I want to hang out with you. I like the cut of your jib, the shape of your head, the style of your beard, and the, your leather jacket. Wait a minute, I really like it. Yeah. It's, it's me. It's me. I'm looking at myself in one of their mirrors that you get on South Shields Beach. Yeah. Like. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> <laughs> right. The, the crazy house. Do you know, it's three scans of the card now to go in the crazy house. It's at the kids the other weekend, you know, where it's like oh, yeah, they've yeah. jacked the prices up of everything and they've gotten rid of the roller coaster. Like the log flume's still going. Why would it go? What was it like? Crash test, a test track, whatever it was called. I can't remember. It's gone now. I'll never take the kids on a log flume. It's, yeah, it's a pretty good one at South Shields. I don't, don't want to get wet. You don't get that wet, but it's like the kids are like, well, I'm bloody soaked. And it's like, so I'll take you to Aunt Towers one of these days. <laughs> Talk to me about soaked. Aunt Towers log flume's good. There's one in the dark. Uh, I've got bad, I had a bad experience at Alton Towers when it's yeah. in sixth form. Uh-huh. And just, the, you know, the thing for the roller coaster. Can we talk uh, about Wild West theme park trips in sixth form when it was like, Christ, we're adults now. Yeah, and I'm you're not for people. You could do a theme park. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, maybe I'm going to maybe I'm gonna touch some boobs at Alton Towers. Now I'm not going to ride Nemesis with my friends and like want to buy sweets. At Nemesis on the sheer drop? No, that's Oblivion. Oblivion. We had an Oblivion trip. And it was just like. Oblivion's good. Oblivion is Let me tell you why I nearly proposed on Oblivion. Like, true story. I heard some of the riders went missing. <laughs> Can you remember the voiceover? The guy, my mate talks about, he loves it. I heard, I heard some of the riders went missing. All right, great. Why well, would I want to go on it then? It's like a wacky professor that looks like the guy with the Wheatles yes. cereal box being like, we can't do it. <laughs> He's botched it. Yeah, the roller coaster doesn't work. Two hours to ride. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, I die. Sounded like a soundtrack by The Prodigy. It, was, it wasn't on that one, but it was on the other one. Like, the thing, just the harness wouldn't come down. Oh, oh God. I'm dead. Well, that's it for me then. That's it for me. You know, like the people um, underrated these these jobs. Me and Phil were talking about this when we were riding roller coasters at quarter to midnight in Vegas after a work shift. Like the people that check those roller coasters do that same job all day in the same way that you would, like if you were serving food at one of the like the hot dog places in a theme park. Levels. Like imagine like you get really bored. Yeah, yeah, down, 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 down. Check, check, check. You ready to ride? You got to scream. Let's go. You press one button and then they're off. An incredibly high pressure job. Oh, like you cannot, you can't get it wrong once, can you? You can't like get the safety check. Yeah, it's probably fine. Off you go. Yeah, it can't. It can't slouch on that. No, like you cannot um, slouch. Absolute respect to the people that press buttons on roller coasters. Yeah, nobody proposed on Oblivion, but I was. Um, and my wife later said she would have quite liked it. It's the bit where it goes like it stops just for a second and then it drops. Yeah. In the stop, I was going to go. Oh, will you marry me? And then it would go. <laughs> so the picture on the ride would have. Captured the moment forever, right? And we used to go to, like, before we had kids. With a ring? or Well, so we didn't have kids, and we'd go to, like, Alton Towers at the same time every year as part of, like, a nice week away. And it was a quieter time of year. Just a little thing we used to have when we had, like, time and independence and disposable income. And I didn't because I didn't want to take the ring, clunky ring box and all, to Alton Towers because the risk was too great and the cost of fortune, and you're judged if you don't spend money. So I didn't, and I just proposed in a very nice... Ideal location in the Lake District the next day, and it was lovely and romantic, and we had this nice time. And then I told that story a few weeks later, and I could tell. It was written all over her face. Yeah, that would have been better. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been better. Screwed it up. Live to regret it. She'll leave us eventually. I can do it a second time. Better to regret the things you did do than didn't. But the ride's broken. (laughs) So the ride has gone missing. Thanks. Thanks, Alton Towers. Alton Towers is good. I love Alton Towers. I did did love Alton Towers. Very scary place. How are you roller coasters now? Um, I don't have any urge to go on them. Mm. I don't know why. Just given the choice, I'd rather spend my money on a Huckleberry Sour beer. That's fair. Your body gets weaker. I think your constitution gets weaker for that sort of yeah. quick movement. And all I've the rest gone of it, on too hate. many carny ones at fun fairs where like, the aim is we don't have much land. So we'll just make you go really fast in a circle. You can shoot spew, can't you? Like it's yeah, it's just like it's unpleasant. And I think I've been on so many of them with like the kids in recent years that I've forgotten a real thrill. Yeah. One of mine's just getting old enough. We went to Lightwater Valley 
And they're fairly tame there. They don't have the ultimate there, do they? Not anymore. anymore. Oh, what's um, the place that? Nout at the moment. It's just really? a, a wooden shed with a lot of track and nothing happening. They've made it, like, converted it. We're probably... Why did they get rid of it? I, I think it was probably knackered. I think it was just old and knackered. And, like, the kids' rides, there's loads of them. But, like, our kids are now getting too old for Lightwater Valley. It became very much a kid-centric place. Yeah. Like, they're now... Like, there's nothing there that is... The Americans are going to hate this, so we'll move swiftly on. Oh, yeah, but, you know, people like... Yeah. Our, our, like, our parochial little chats about our parochial stupid country. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Yes. As much as we're enthusiastic about their mass like bit of land in the sea with a hundred different countries within it. Yes. America better. America um, is better. America better, which is that why the Miz is better than JD McDonough well, for this match? It's, this is a point I was gonna make here is that the Miz not being useless is a cheat code for engagement now. So people can say Ugh, Miz is actually going. I forgot about that, yeah. And he's a drone, he's a star, so maybe it's a decent idea. And, you know, you'll get an actual loud match. So, if anything, I'm campaigning for The Miz, and I just don't like J.D. McDonough. Mm-hmm. Don't like his stupid punches, don't like his vibe. But it also makes sense to do McDonough for the reasons that they can tease out the fact that he's going to be aligned with Finn Balor in some way. No matter who it is, this isn't going to... It's hard to talk about reception and reaction to things. There'll be WWE fans who think this run's goaded, even if Rollins is not that great in the ring. And he is sometimes. Mm. But the idea that they're doing a workhorse championship on Raw, and you're going to get these quote-unquote banger matches that go 20 minutes, and that's what Rollins has basically said he's going to do in a yeah. bid to make this title prestigious. And he's going to be the, unlike that Roman Reigns, I'm going to be the, the fighting champion, the workhorse champion who gives you the great matches at a great volume, and I'm going to be consistent in the workhorse. The idea Luminous Orange Cassidy. Yes. The idea that match quality has reached such a consistent peak in AEW, sorry for the comparisons, I don't actually really care, I'm not sorry, that I think it's virtually impossible for WWE to flog this. But then is it because you're going to get people who aren't discerning, who will watch it and enjoy it, whatever they produce, and they've produced some bang average, totally forgettable roars. So it depends on what side of the divide you sit or where your tastes align. If this passes the smell test, is it really goaded? Are these really bangers? Is he really a workhorse? When realistically, the I, the pull of a great match on Raw, and then next week another great match on Raw, that peaked in WWE in 2015. It's now been at a completely different level between 2019 and 2023. So I don't know what they're trying to get out of this Rollins run. And have they identified that he's one of the few wrestlers that actually generates noise in his matches? And that's the low bar we're clearing. Yeah, potentially. It doesn't do a great deal for me because I, I see too many great matches every single week now. I think it's got to be one of them ones that will only get there based on longevity. And it's she like, has to do it a lot. We're like we're talking about, yeah, like 
You have to me, do the match graphic collage posters. The match graphic collage poster, and I want like oh, I think it's a matter of months. Well, mathematically, it could be a matter of months before he's doing the uh, hey Roman. How many times have you defended your belt? I've defended it one more. Like he's already in, like I think Roman's defended maybe twenty six off the top of my head. Like Seth gets to twenty seven and it's Christmas this year, and he's like, it's not about how many days you hold the title; it's about how many times you defend it. And that's how they set up like a. Maybe they're trying to get to 27 before Survivor Series. And he wants to do like, you know, like Roman, Seth, Brand Supremacy. who's actually pulling the strings. Belt Supremacy. At um, the minute, it feels like Vince is letting Triple H do it. Yeah. We talked about this. My conspiracy theory is that with business being so great, the product really hot, hotter than it's been in years. Obviously, Vince McMahon doesn't just want to sit on Zoom calls and just reorder the show or make one minor change. Like he wants control, surely, but politically and for every other reason, he can't be seen to be taking it away. There's literally no business justification for him no. to say, oh, I need, I need the book. You've botched this, Paul. Yeah. Somehow people don't think he's botched it. Uh-huh. And business, yeah, business, which must infuriate Vince a bit, suggests otherwise as well. Yeah, absolutely. Like, oh, God. Like, business is unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. I agree, Raw is great. Um, speaking of something else said to be great, we've got the final slot in the Women's Money in the Bank available. Yes. Between Trish Stratus oh and my God. Raquel Rodriguez. I think we've got different winners coming out of this because I feel like this is going to be a Raquel win thanks to Becky Lynch shenanigans. And is did Becky, you say in the office you think the opposite? Becky in the match. She's already in it. Surely you advance Becky and Trish within the... Money in the Bank match, then you do a blow off at SummerSlam or whatever. Um, but you see, wrestlers, especially in WWE, are thick as mints. Yes, and Becky will cost Trish here, and Raquel will have like a good night at Money in the Bank. She probably, maybe she will win actually, but like she'll have a good night at Money in the Bank. Uh, but Becky, being a dense WWE babyface, will go off to Money in the Bank very much like five in her hands, like brilliant. I'll cost Trish. She's not in the match. I'm glad that chapter of my life's so, finished. Yeah. So Trish uh, and Zoe Stark, they're, they're probably not even going to come to London. Yeah. Because now I've kept her out of the match, we are golden. And then Trish and Zoe turn up and tip her off a ladder. And Becky's like, what? This is the one thing I didn't want to happen. Yeah. And that's how Becky is like forced out of that match. And they reheat. The SummerSlam rematch or the SummerSlam t- like Lita returns to the tag or what like the- I'm not being funny. It's a better idea and a safer idea at this point than putting Trish <laughs> in a multi-woman ladder match. Like I just don't think she's got the chops to do it in that kind of match. To be fair, I've seen some disastrous women's money in the bank ladder matches, so maybe they don't see match quality as a concern. Maybe they're deluded. But I just think the amount of wavelength issues I've seen in Trish matches, adding ladders to that kind of combination is not a good idea. I know you've been low. So she's like a step behind everybody else. She can't be a step behind with a ladder. It's just asking for trouble. No. Aye, that's true. I don't think she's been dangerous, has she? It's just all been a bit like sloppy and a pace like the the one that's the spot that sticks out to Suspension me is that, of disbelief looks is hard yeah the spot where she tried to do the flipping hurricane runner and it took becky to becky had her legs. Like, get her legs yeah. right is your neck okay right put it here and then i'm gonna willingly do a, a, a somersault yeah if you what if something like that happens and they try and do that because it's a trish spot that she does mm-hmm. What if someone jumps too early and Trish falters? And I don't know. I just think it's a bad idea to put her on a ladder match. All of that said, um, if she was to lose tonight, that's not a bad feather in Raquel Rodriguez's cap, is it? That's a useful yeah, job could, for Trish Stratus to do, isn't it? You could do trademark WWE procrastination, which is either this exact sort of thing as you've outlined or doing a trilogy when there's no real narrative reason for it, Cody versus Brock. Um, I, it's not that bad. And at least that way you finally give someone who's probably got the capacity to get over Raquel Rodriguez. If Raquel Rodriguez can work to the level of her best NXT matches on the main roster, people obviously in that main roster fandom actually do go in for a powerhouse woman champion. Mm -hmm. We've seen it with Belair. We've seen it now with Rhea Ripley. She could be the next wrestler of that ilk to really advance. So I don't think it's the worst idea. At least one person benefits from it. Yeah. Gets a, a platform. Um, 
Do you want to play a game? It's time to play the game! Don't put her in a ladder match. No, God no. Uh, it's an old favourite. Guess the WWE.com copy. Okay. Because tonight, you know, a pretty great sounding match to build up another great sounding match. We've got Matt Riddle in action against Ludwig Kaiser of Imperium. All right. Yeah. They should cook. (laughs) They should cook ahead of Matt Riddle and Gunther, which should also cook. Lots of people cooking. But what have WWE.com cooked up as their copy to promote this match tonight on Monday Night Raw? Considering the key components, considering the story, etc. Are you going to give us a sentence then fill in the blanks or what? Uh, or is it just like a description of a match? Hang on, let me have a look at this and decide. Yeah, all right, I'll give you the start of the sentence. Okay. Matt Riddle seeks to. Seeks to. Um, like alliteration on this website. I do. Have three guesses. Yeah, yeah. is there three guesses? Yeah, yeah, tradition in these sorts of games. Matt Riddle seeks to isolate Imperium. That's really great, but wrong. I'm afraid. Okay, good, but it's not the one. So it seeks to. Matt Riddle seeks to. Matt Riddle seeks to corrupt Imperium. No, but I can see why he would have wanted us to turn that into a game. Yep, one guess remaining. Matt Riddle. Seeks to seeks to annihilate Ludwig von Kaiser in bone crunching collision. No, and again, more realistic than what you typically see and what the actual answer is here. I'm going to show you this as well as tell you this. Okay, Matt Riddle seeks to. Snap Ludwig Kaiser's leg as well. <laughs> that's good. What that's is that? That's weird. <laughs> I'm going to snap your bloody leg as well. That's it, his leg as well. It's very Giovanni Vinci. I'll snap his leg. I'll snap his leg as well. Oh, I've got to snap his that's leg. Just, that's so weird. Just written it's, down. It's regal. Nah. Snap his bloody leg as well. Snap his bloody leg as well. And then you've only one. You take two of them out. <laughs> and then you've only got Gunther left. And then you can't interfere. That's his story. I think I've a... Have a bit of what you're smoking, please, Matt Riddle. Do you want a cup of what I'm drinking? Look at what I'm drinking. It's piss. <laughs> a, what are you smoking? <laughs> yeah, I know it's grass, but it's just the expression that you say. Because you know? the punters like it when they think that you just don't know any about this stuff. Because you know you're a genteel old Englishman. But actually, I know what grass is. Hang on, me. We'll find out if you get to know me. When it comes to William Regal, there's a snake in the grass. I'm not specifically a gecko. That's a gecko. How about six? <laughs> Or it's me politically. Yeah, yeah. I already went in for all that booze. I, <laughs> not really for me, though. I tell you, well, yeah. Give me a few disco biscuits, though. I'm jumping around all night. I'm mad as a jumping frog, me, on those disco biscuits. <laughs> they used to call me and Dave Taylor the Doobie Brothers. <laughs> and it wasn't because we like music, let me tell you. I just loved Acid House. You know, I love those disco biscuits. Benson and Hendrix, they called us. I used to tell Dave Taylor I loved him. <laughs> been ribbing me, me about that for 20 years. And he still loves me, William. We have we have a laugh. He's I think about Dave Taylor. He's like so dry. I don't know if he's. Do, I don't even think he's doing it half the time. It's just funny. It's just really funny. He doesn't even know he's doing it. You can never tell. That's okay. Steve Austin won't stop him. That's uh, the hacienda. He said, "Happy Mondays." You want to see me on Raw in eight years' time, Sir William? <laughs> but like, he does want to snap his leg as well. It's gonna be pretty good, isn't it? I want to be adored. <laughs> uh, probably should have done something to make him make noise. <laughs> if that were the case. You know how them brass knuckles worked? You know how I laid that in? Because I made a fool's gold. I made a fool's gold. I'm no clown, don't want to back down. What are we doing? Black grape. <laughs> <laughs> Catch him this weekend. Black for pleasure, mate. Hi there. Maybe ahead of the time, Black Ray. Maybe behind the times. I still thought it was a good record. Only the man the Beatles could have been. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it'll be good, won't it? 
Yeah, yeah, it should be a it's very good match that no one cares about. It's the best match to build a matchbook in they've done in a while is this Riddle Imperium stuff. Because the story last week was kind of dumb. Like, I love that tag title match, but like Riddle coming out, Riddle getting decked and then coming out to uh, tip the scales in favour of the baby faces was a bit weird. <laughs> And then he got Remember, decked again as well. He got decked he? again. Triple H can't put baby faces in that no. respect. It's pretty uh, useless. Like, would Moxie get decked in that context? Oh, absolutely not. No. But then, you know, that's probably the only time we'll be conflating Moxley and Matt Riddle as well, isn't yes. it? So, like, but he'll win and Gunther awaits, you would assume. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, right. Two things I'm going to put them together because one is so boring that we need the other one to elevate it. Rhea Ripley and Natalia are going again. Because Natalia did not like being embarrassed at Night of Champions. But fear not, Sidgwick, I don't... I'm not going to give you the hospital pass of discussing that. I'm going to assume that this is going to be folded into tonight's showcase of the Cody and Dominic Mysterio story. That's yes. set for money in the bank. Um, I wondered your thoughts on any potential developments last night. Uh, tonight, sorry. they've Recently, of course, there's been two consecutive weeks of Dominic landing a cheap shot on Cody in circumstances that shockingly haven't made Cody look an idiot. So that becomes the challenge for WWE. Can you get to Money in the Bank running this gimmick where Cody doesn't look thick? Yes. And they're nailing it, and then yeah. Cody's promo talked them out of any bother, even if they did. Does he help Natalia somehow get a win over Rhea Ripley as a way to get a measure of revenge? But he kind of lays bloody hands on Dominic. I don't know. I feel like when you ask me about it, I don't care. Oh. <laughs> Cody versus Dom really funny mm. and I've got no doubt they can do a really fun like a typical WWE match out of this because I love the back and forths mm-hmm. like one of my key criticisms of the big good WWE shows is that there's no because there's so little stylistic range and Triple H will never book a short match it can kind of one match can blur into the next for me That's why Wrestlemania was so good wasn't it didn't feel like that I thought no. there was like enough differences across the two nights what was the one? Was the Crown Jewel or Super? What was the Saudi show? Night of Champions. Night of Champions. That was yeah. very much yeah. long back and forth. They did one squash, but long back and forth, long back and forth, long back and forth. Um, so I think Cody versus Dom on the night will be a really. They're not going to do a 50 50. I'm good, you're good. Let's go 17 minutes. No. So I'm looking forward to the match on that basis. And it's just going to be a fun, stupid spectacle. And Cody's going to have so much fun with it and be really good. The angles have actually been great, but it's, I'm not like doing cartwheels and trying to guess what happens next. What's the next beat of this story? Mm. Um, how can they advance this without putting the heat on someone who's not that kind of heel? Um, I don't know, Jeff. <laughs> I've got no idea, to be honest. Damien Priest doesn't really feel like I'm not going to do the bit today because I can't edit out the swearing. But Damien Priest doesn't feel like he's in this bit of the Judgment Day business. It's kind of him and Finn Balor kind of quite get on the same page yet. So he doesn't feel like he's going to be involved. I suppose then, I'm going to ask you anyway then, does Natalia get a measure of revenge? And is that the the angle? Like Cody's one. Can't do that again. But like, what? Like Cody helps Natalia win in the most unlikely of circumstances and he's like taps his head and being like, oh yeah. I'm pretty clever because she's useless and I've helped her beat you. <laughs> that's too damaging a job for her to do. She should squash her twice. That's really damaging good. for everyone involved. I'd squash her twice. Cody looks like he's... Like Cody concerning himself with helping Natalia win. Because they're both second generation stars. <gasps> I know, but it sounds awful though. Yeah. Sounds like well below his level and what he should be doing. Natalia comes out with the heart family logo tattooed on her neck. Maybe. I don't think that's going to happen. She brings out the Jim Neidhart table, and Cody's like, I know a thing or two about that. And he sets it on fire and there's a back bump through it. Yeah, that'll be <laughs> it. It's just so boring. Okay. Natalia. I don't know. What's one I'm here for? I'm just assuming. I know she's a featured character on the show. They can't, they, like, they can't, but I want them to just have Rhea squash her again, and that become the story. Natalia's rubbish, and this is a story. Why is it. Why does this must continue? You know? I don't know. That's it's so odd. That's why I'm folding it into the Cody and Dom thing because WWE kind of like give their game away quite a lot. They they haven't put any preview copy up for Cody and Dom, which makes me think we should be putting our hands together. What if Natalia loses in embarrassing fashion again? Mm-hmm. Cody Rhodes comes out to like console her a little bit, mm-hmm. and then she flips out. <gasps> Cody, what are you doing? Slaps Cody in the face. <gasps> Outcomes, Brandy Rhodes. <gasps> is Natalia. Like, Brandy Rhodes isn't the best wrestler. No. 
think she herself has been quite open about the fact that she tried or tried really hard at one point, and she keeps kind of wanting to make a comeback. She wants to prove something to herself. But mm. I don't think she confuses herself with the Rhea Ripley. I don't think she's deluded like that. Who is the gatekeeper in the WWE Women's Division? Who's entrusted? We've seen it with Cora Jade. We saw it with Lacey Evans. Like, I think she gets these programs because she's like the safe pair of hands. Yep, you know, I'd say that. So, what if right, if Brandy's going to come back? Who's better, more safe, and reliable and trusted than Natalia to work with her? You've I'm just trying to make her interesting. Well, yeah, but as well, you're not thinking about what else you can get off the back of this, like Natalia. And I understand why she would do this because it's some sweet, sweet resids. But has no shame in kind of like promoting whenever you see there's like a new Natalia range in the day. Yes. Online, you could have Natalia's figure versus Lil Bran Bran. Lil Bran Bran. What? <laughs> the dream match for the people with the fig feds. I'm Googling. Say more things about Brandy Rhodes for a second and what she could do in WWE because I'm Googling to see if um, she ever worked. She's a really, together. really good promo. A really, really underrated promo. Mm-hmm. And she was a great valley as well. Just added to the whole act. Yeah. The idea that Corey, uh, Corey Cody, he could be a Corey as well. Could be. Um, Make a great Corey. Yeah. That, you know, he had this entourage, that he had a support network, that he was this big time, big fight field guy. Like, she's not the best wrestler. There's a valley. I thought she was tremendous. Yeah. Heel and face. Yes, agree. She missed in that respect. Yeah. She only worked once in the WWE system. Like, she never worked as... She never worked for WWE. Eden. Eden Styles uh, in an FCW seven-woman battle royal, Mm. which was won by Sonya. And I'm not going to click that to see if she was renamed as somebody else. Just the women's seven. Like, Sonya, Aksana, Audrey Marie, Christina, Eden Styles, Caitlin, and Raquel Diaz. Sonya got a uh, clickable thing. Don't click it yet. She does. It's time to play the game! You're not going to work, Brandy. (laughs) Who's on you? What year was this? 2011. So. I've got any idea. Nah, me neither. I'm going to go with. I don't even know if she was employed at this point. Just this name popped in at my head. Sometimes, yeah. I'm going to go with Chelsea Green. Yeah, I think so as well. Yeah, we were both on the same page there. Sonia was other than a very popular pop star in the 1980s. Ah. Ah, fair enough. Uh, Sue Young from Impact. Ah. So went on and did more outside. Shockingly, went on and did more outside of WB's developmental. Can you believe it? Yeah. Um, That's raw, anyway. I think we've... Yeah, it's raw, Yeah, we're good. Um, Are you good with the excitement surrounding tonight's Monday Night Raw from Cleveland, Ohio? Let us know in the uh, replies to this... Tweet, if I remember to do it, what are you shaking your enemy for, Citrus? <laughs> I think it's uh, criminal how uninteresting WWE TV shows are. I, I, too, blame the live audiences. So come on, Cleveland. Give us some of that Ohio spirit. Show us what you've got. I can't think of any of it. Cleveland Browns? Their team? I don't know. Like, show us the spirit of one of... character on a sitcom? Oh, is that what I'm thinking of? But was that not wordplay? I'm going to Google this. Was that not wordplay off the back of them having a team? Have a look. We've got the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Cleveland Browns are an American football team. Uh, what are the Cleveland? I was going to say if we could do... I was looking to see if we could do one more game. Uh, press the button just in case. Because I can't reach it. It's time to play the game! I found about eight clubs and teams in Cleveland. Can you name uh, five? I've given you the Browns. So the Cleveland Browns. Yes. What was the other one you gave us? You can have the Cavaliers as well. Cal- so you can get three Cavaliers. more. Three guesses to get three more. Uh, the Cleveland. Uh, they have a Sox? S-O-X? Is it, uh, White Sox? No, but I'm tempted to give you because you just pulled socks out your ass. The Cleveland Green Sox. <laughs> They're not red or blue, are they? So it's a bit like... Green Sox. Okay. Well um, done. 
Cleveland uh, Panthers. No. I'm trying to see if there's anything animals that I can give you this. Cleveland. Really. Uh, the Cleveland. Uh, it's, it's, it could be anything. I have to think about American sports teams. Yeah. They will suffix these teams with anything. Mm-hmm. Um, the Cleveland Orca Whales. <laughs> no. Well, I wish that was true. You could, you could have had the Cleveland Pipers, which were um, a basketball team. You could have also had the Cleveland Rebels, which kind of like the Miz in a way, because he rebelled against the system to become one of the biggest WWE superstars in history. Yeah. Cleveland Buckeyes, the Cleveland Crusaders, that feels more in line with WWE. Uh, the C- Cleveland Charge, which sounds like a flavour of Mountain Dew. Yeah. <laughs> but you can only get in Cleveland Taco Bells. And my favourite, what do they play? They play uh, ice hockey, and they're playing like the American Hockey League, which doesn't sound like a real one, does it? Yeah. It's got, yeah. The Cleveland Monsters. <laughs> Jesus Christ, America. It's, it's fictional. Monsters. <laughs> if you've got a favourite team in Cleveland, let us know. Where you can follow us on Twitter, you can get Michael Sidgwick at... M. Sidgwick Rock is kind of sucky. You can get me at Michael Hamflit. Uh, thank you for listening to all of this and all of our asides, and indeed spending any of the time that you do with us. Uh, the Smackdown review and the inaugural Collision review are available for you to listen now. We'll be back with all of the stuff that we usually do during the week, and until then, we will see you soon. Hi. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 